I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips, and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for things is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's podcast. Now, I know it's not officially summer yet, but my skin tells a different story. If you have a look at my wonderful Instagram profile, etc., you can see that in this period, I am a lobster. Now, yesterday, I went for a picnic in the beautiful park of Monza. It's a gigantic park. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's got a little lake with turtles and ducks and things like that. Also, some very big fish. And I went there yesterday to have a little picnic. Now, remember, when you go for a picnic, don't use cans of drinks. Because if you do, insects can go inside and you can't see them. And so you end up drinking a wasp or even ants. Also, a little bit of picnic etiquette. You know I'm obsessed with my etiquette. Don't take sharp knives. Now, I know in some countries anyway, it's illegal to carry a knife around, as it should be. But you don't take sharp knives to picnics because you don't need them. Cut up everything beforehand. The only knife you can take is a blunt knife, for example, for spreading butter or for spreading pâté or whatever you take on your posh picnic. So remember these two little things. No cans and no sharp knives. Cut up everything at home. It's a lot easier. Just a bit of adverts. Do you have Instagram? Everybody has Instagram these days. Go and follow all our accounts. Chris Hagen Media, Cirque Magazine, Chris Hagen Language Institute, and if you're interested in what I'm getting up to on a daily basis, the real Chris Hagen. Also TikTok, Chris Hagen Official. Your daily dose of English is in your hands. Yes, me, say me anywhere you want me. You got the power to use me right. Today, because I've been talking about having a picnic yesterday, I want to look at some idioms with the word picnic. Hmm. Okay, if something is no picnic, what do you think it means? It was no picnic. Is it something positive or negative? Well, I'm using the word no, so what do you think? Obviously, it's negative, but what does it mean? Well, we use this when something is not really enjoyable, something stressful. It was no picnic. So, cleaning my car, getting rid of all the dead flies that were squashed to the windscreen, was no picnic. Hopefully, I won't want to be eating flies at a picnic, even if my dad always told me that there are lots, of, there is lots of protein inside a fly. Don't know whether that's true or not. Maybe he just wanted me to not complain when I ate a fly. Now, if you say someone is a sandwich short of a picnic, what do you think it means? Now, obviously, if you think about it logically, it's the picnic that is short of a sandwich, not the opposite way around. But if you say someone is a sandwich short of a picnic, it means they're not very intelligent. Now, there are also two other versions of this, a sandwich shy of a picnic and a few sandwiches short of a picnic. You can choose. There are three picnic expressions there to choose from to say someone is unintelligent. Now, let's have a look at one more. What do you think to make something seem like a picnic means? Well, it means if you take a difficult task and make it seem a lot easier. So there you go. You've got a couple of expressions, well, a few expressions. I don't remember how many now. Three are the same, basically, and then you've got two others. All about picnicking. Now I need food. 
Just a bit of adverts. On those dark, dreary days, or sunbathing on the beach, check out our YouTube channel for our videos about comprehension, vocabulary, and pronunciation. There are even videos to practice your writing. Go to YouTube and type my name, Chris Hagen. It's as easy as that. And I beg you to fix it. Now, this week there are two things I would like you to fix. In English, the pronunciation of this word, I will spell it for you, B-I-S-C-U-I-T, is what? Biscuit. Biscuit. Not biscuit, we're not speaking French. Or biscuit. No, I'm still not speaking French. <laughs> I don't remember the actual French pronunciation now, but it's one of them too, I'm sure. But it's definitely not the English pronunciation. So it's not biscuit or biscuit. Okay, it is biscuit. Nice and easy and short and very, very precise. Biscuit. Now, the other thing, going back to picnics, how do you spell picnic? Well, picnic is spelled P-I-C-N-I-C. And as you are all aware, a picnic is a picnic. But if you use it as a verb, to picnic, the spelling stays the same apart from when you use it with the gerund. We add a K. The C remains, but you also add a K. So, we were picnicking yesterday. The spelling is P-I-C-N-I-C-K-I-N-G. So, remember, when it's a verb and you're using it in the progressive form with the gerund, you need to use the K. So, these are two things I want you to fix this week. It sounded like biscuit, but not this week. She likes to go line dancing five days a week. She danced so much she had to get to your knees. Her cheese and onion pie is the very best. Or try her big quilt tart and forget the rest. La 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 la, her name is Pat. La 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 la, her name is Pat. We have Pat again here. Hello, Pat. Hello. How are you? All right, thank you. Still comfortable? Yeah. Your t-shirt keep on smiling. Mm-hmm. The G is around the corner. Positive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about your family life. Um, well, I grew up, um, which I think I've said before, in Gorton. In, Gorton, yeah. Yeah. in sunny Gorton. Uh, yeah, which was... Um, Home to Myra Hindley and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But um, mm. I was just a... Just a you know, nothing special sort of child. Uh, just like well, you're every, very special. Well, just like now. every other, just like every other ah, child. Plain Jane, really. a plain Jane. Yeah, very much. Mm. Did you have red hair then as well? No. No. What and, colour is your natural colour? Um, pro- now probably grey. But then <laughs> originally. But then mousy I've only ever brown. seen you with red. Yeah, and but then like mousy brown. So mm, mousy Hence brown. What a nice colour, mousy brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How English, mousy Hence brown. Why it's red now. Mm. <laughs> Who wants mousy brown hair? <laughs> Not me. I have mousy. No, what colour am no, I? Ash blonde. Yeah, yours yeah. is nice. Yeah, it's natural. Mine's natural. Not from a bottle like my mum. <laughs> okay, so go on then. Tell us about your family life. You, had a, you have a sister. Uh, yes, I've got, mm. yeah, I've got one sister who's younger than me. Mm. And growing up, um, we used to play together and, you know, not too many arguments, but, you know, mm. siblings. There's only two of you. Yeah, only right. two of us. Mm-hmm. Siblings always argue, don't they? So yeah. we have just the normal amount of, uh, you know, of bickering. Probably. Throwing bricks at each other <laughs> on a daily <laughs> Not quite that bad. But um, the thing... That I always found was a bit um, well unfair at the time. I, I mm. thought it was unfair because I always uh, was put in charge of her, you know. Right. So like, if I was going to the shop, oh, 
take Angela with you, but, um, you know... So Angela's the, an Emmy sister. Yes, okay. Angela's an Emmy mm-hmm. sister. And uh, it was a case of, you know, oh, well, take her with you, but don't forget to look out for her. And then if so anybody... you're a babysitter. Yeah, so mm. I was like the babysitter. And if anyone picked on us, you know, they might have picked on both of us, but I got the blame because I... You know, because you I didn't stop older. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I should have stopped it. Mm-hmm. And I should have known better. And so it was things like that, you know, I, I kind mm. of, I, I resented at the time. So this thing of only having one sister then, you decided to research a family tree and things like this. What kind of, yeah, what got you into doing that? Well, I've just because growing up, I never knew, I did know a couple of my mother's sisters when I was mm-hmm. younger, but. Um, that you met, mo- you mean? You met these? People. Yes, uh, yeah, right. I met them, and, and you know, I, still in contact. So with they, them. yeah, kept in contact for only for a certain amount of time. Ah. Um, because until we was about maybe fourteen, until I was about fourteen, and that was a, the reason for that was because my mother wasn't very well, so right. she was because so because she wasn't very well, she kind of lost contact with them. Um, they were, you know. For what reason, I really don't know. But mm-hmm. because she lost contact with them, I did. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so we didn't. Uh, so, so I didn't. And my father's family, I never, never knew any of them. Right. Um, but it, so as I got older, I wanted to find out more about. And you want to know the missing pieces? Yeah, I remembered yeah. when I was uh, about seven, my grand died, and so I only had a vague recollection of her. Mm. Didn't know my granddad because he died before I was born. Right. And my mother never used to tell me that much, so I so that was why I started, uh, you know, um, researching, researching my family mm-hmm. tree. Yeah, and I knew certain things like, you know, that um, my granddad on my mother's side was uh, sort of like my mother's father. He was a bookmaker, and uh, I knew. So from that, I found the census first of all, mm-hmm. and then I could I went back and found out that um, they were uh, from Ireland. Actually, a lot of them. Um, now this is where the red hair comes side. from not from a bottle <laughs> from ireland well it? it was funny because when i was uh, like in my teens people used to say are you irish and i'd say irish top descent. of the morning days. <laughs> <laughs> i'd say irish descent because i was always told i was irish descent right um but i didn't know from where really hey, you didn't know if it was true either I mean, no really no did. but anyway so i found out then that yeah my grandparents on my mother's side they were from ireland but southern uh, ireland so, or northern ireland um Southern Ireland. Mm, that's. I think. I think my granddad actually was from Northern Ireland. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I think he was from Northern Ireland. Um, not so much my grandma. No, she she wasn't fr- uh, from Ireland. She was born. I think she was born in. Uh, I can't think where she was born mm. now. She was born somewhere. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it was in England. Yeah, it was in right. England there. But uh-huh. then on. But so it was, yeah, it was my granddad's side that was Irish. So then on my father's side, his uh, parents, mm-hmm. they were both born in Ireland. Oh, okay, so you're uh, proper Irish. Yeah, lots so of Irish they, in you. Yeah, well, they were both born in Ireland, and I'm trying to find his mother. I cannot find for love. <laughs> Do you remember the on, name? Um, uh, yeah. Um, oh, let me. Uh, no, not McCown because that one. I'll think of it in a minute. Mm-hmm. When I, yeah. I'm thinking too much, too many I, names now yeah, all at once. Yeah, yeah. but I think so. You found out quite a lot then, but you're not, yeah. you've not met any of these people that you found like cousins, only a, things like that. Uh, well, his first cousin once removed because mm-hmm. it's my my cousin. His first daughter. cousin once removed means your yeah. cousin's child. Yes, just yeah. for people so who don't my know. My cousin. Yeah, I found 
his child. Right. But having said that, although we've communicated, we've not met. You right. know, are I they would, here? Are they near nearby? She actually lives in Spain. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, get uh, cheap holidays, get free uh, car, free accommodation, <laughs> get in touch. But I would no. have, and her mother's still alive. So, ah, right, right, so okay. her, so so her uh, mother was married to my cousin, and mm. I would have, but they were divorced, and I would have liked to have spoke to her to find out oh, what yeah, life was like uh-huh, for them, yeah. you know. But yeah, yeah. but they haven't been very forthcoming, so mm. I don't really like to. You, know, you don't want to push them, them. Yeah. no. But well, if you listen to this, they can find out that you, that you want to <laughs> you want to visit and you want a free holiday. Yeah, that's true. But oh. what I'd like to do is um, perhaps do a DNA test with one of the um, uh, are these companies that sites. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know, um, Mimi did one of them. Yeah. Mimi, well, Mimi at first, one. I used to think, well, what good would it do if nobody else, uh, you know, had, had done one? But they can trace like you find uh, you find yeah, a lot. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realise until watching Long Lost Family, mm. which is program the English program, an English yeah, program. Yeah, there is one, an American mm. one as well. But I didn't realise before watching that that you just send your DNA and they can find out quite a lot. Mm. Well, you'll have to mm. let us know the results, and, the fa- and we'll yeah. we'll find out that you're really African. Um, <laughs> that's why you have red hair. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next time. Thank you. You need to activate your sexy. Activate your sexy. Silk and smooth and snap. Silk and smooth and snap. Now lean with it. Lean. Throw a little sheen in it. Sheen. Say bat, bat, bat. Dishes back. Okay, now Pat just used two, well, she used a few, but two specific phrasal verbs that i would like to mention just to explain to you what they mean just in case you don't know the first one she said was to pick on okay if you pick on somebody it means you keep treating them badly or unfairly normally by criticizing them so if you pick on somebody go you've got a big bum you've got a big nose you're stupid okay these kind of things you're picking on somebody and the other one that she used was to look out for somebody she used to say, oh, well, she said, she didn't used to say, because she's still alive, Pat. Hi, Pat. She said, I used, no, I had to look out for my sister. Okay. This doesn't mean she's looking for her. Okay. If you look out for something, it does mean that you're looking out for something to pay attention to see if you can see it. But you can also use to look out for somebody when you make sure that someone is treated well. So, I look out for my friends. I make sure my friends are treated well. If you treat one of my friends badly, I'll be knocking on your door. Okay? So, to look out for somebody doesn't only mean to look for them to see if you can see them in a crowd, because you're meeting them in the, in the village square or whatever. It also means to try to make sure that they are treated well. So, remember, the next time you're out for a picnic, don't pick on anybody. Make sure, remember, the K is in picnicking. And also, look out for your friends. See you next week. Jingle Doesn't matter where you are In the car or at the bar Here for you comes in your ears Another word for thanks is cheers Here's the new kid from the block Here for you around the clock Shining on his English lips Chris Is an anagram of risk <laughs>